The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning and welcome to our first edition, the inaugural edition of the Paul Molitor Show here in 2016. And as mentioned, the Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And as we will have every single week, a couple of made in Minnesota legends of our own. Jack Morris to my right. Good morning, sir. It is a great morning and... Uh... Twins baseball about to ready to begin. Yeah, I don't know where the offseason went. We go to Baltimore now for another legend beginning his second year as manager of the Twins. Good morning, Mr. Molitor. Hey, Chris. Jack, good morning to you guys. Yeah, how's Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore's Baltimore. It's, uh, <laughs> nice you know, warm we a, uh, we had, summer. We had, we had a really nice couple of days in D.C. We got over there in Baltimore last night, and they're having like a festival of lights down uh, in the harbor area, and it was full of people and very vibrant last night. Um, so it's uh, it's nice to try to, you know, rebound from their troubles last summer and, and get it back to where families and people come down and enjoy the harbor. Well, I have to ask you, Paul, when, when Jack and I cut up with you around the last week of spring training, that's when maybe the busiest time of spring training for you, and you were trying to be about 12 different places at once to make sure that, you, you saw everybody you needed to see as you guys were pairing this roster. Is today arguably the most restful day you've had in about a month and a half? Well, I, I think that is uh, uh, arguable, and I, and I would say probably not. Only in that I think all the things we went through to shape our roster, um, you know, certainly took a lot of attention, a lot of time, a lot of conversation, a lot of observation. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, that's, that's okay. I think you want to do the best you can to get that right. Um, but today is a is is a little bit of a hectic day, and only that you know we're starting tomorrow, and we're trying to make sure we have all our pre-series preparations completed, including a lot of video studying and chart watching, and you know putting together plans for our pitchers as well as our hitters. So um, a different kind of busy, but but a busy day nonetheless. Paul, uh, we've got so many questions to talk to you about spring training and uh, those very things you just mentioned. But before we get started, I thought I'd ask you about your point of view f- about spring training itself. As a player, you played a long time, a great uh, Hall of Fame career, and now manage. You've coached for a while. You've been around the game basically your whole adult life. Is spring training different for you now as a manager than it was as a player number one uh, in the time that you think necessary to prepare the team and uh, would you prefer more time or less time well first of all jack i i do think it is different as a manager no matter how many roles that you have served in including player and player development and, and major league coach and those type of things it's it's, it's just different in, in the things that you need to be concerned about and how you shape your days and hopefully the whole spring um and i, I do think it gets a little bit long um uh, you know, I, you can argue that starting pitchers need to be stretched out uh, due to a process that seems to work fairly well, and that's where the length comes in. But uh, the amount of games and, and things like that, you know, we were able to get all our regulars close to 60 at-bats, if not more, which is probably 
a few more than any any of them need. Um, you know, we have more people in camp. It's become more of a uh, you know a money maker in spring training with the crowds and everything. It's it, it's a good thing, but for me, it's, it gets to be a little bit long. It's the Paul Molitor Show. We'll be with Paul for the next half hour, and we'll be with Paul every Sunday all season long. And uh, Paul, you, you mentioned uh, the regulars and getting the at bats, and this year because. Well, everybody else left Florida. You had nobody left to play. You guys traveled as well. You get a couple of games the last couple of days in a big league stadium against the Nationals, in particular for a guy like maybe Park getting into a major league stadium for some of the younger guys. Do you think that can be a benefit to be in that atmosphere before tomorrow's opener? I do think it's a benefit. Um, you know, we'll have to see how how it pays off. I think, you know, as a player, I know, I know Jack um, probably had some experiences. When you transition into the season by leaving a couple days early and playing at a big league park, um, it's nice to get out of camp, and it's good to get a different venue and a feel of a major league stadium and the flow of the day and how everything goes. Um, you know, it was great. I had never seen Nationals Park. It's a beautiful facility. And the irony is we go back there in three weeks. But I think for a guy like uh, Jung-ho, uh, you know, he commented the first day we walked out and started our session before batting practice that it was by far the biggest stadium he had ever been in. In just terms of, you know, they had they were stacked behind home plate about five, six levels, and uh, it, it was good for him to see that. He, he commented how the Korean ballparks aren't very good. So it was kind of an eye-opener for him. And for our young guys, even the people that we brought along as extra men to experience that, I think it gets everyone settled and hopefully a little more prepared for tomorrow. We're settling into the Paul Molitor Show. We invite you to join us. The phone number this morning, 877-38-TWINS. That's 877-388-9467. Go ahead and program that one into your phone so you can contact us if you've got a question for the skipper. For Paul and Jack, I'm Chris Atterbury. We continue with the Paul Molitor Show in a moment. This is your home for Twins Baseball. In the history of Minnesota baseball, there's one name that means legend, Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your whole family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. Then cheer on the fun. Killebrew root beer. It's how memories are created and legends are made. On the field, baseball players want to be safe. Off the field, everyone should check with the Better Business Bureau at BBB.org before making purchasing decisions. The BBB has helped consumers like you find ethical, trustworthy businesses since 1912. Remember, it's better to be safe than sorry. Celebrating 50 years of winning right, Pentair makes rain a home field advantage at Target Field. While our boys of summer are playing on the field, Pentair's rainwater recycle system is working under the field, capturing and filtering rainwater. The rainwater is reused to wash the lower level seats and more. And it's a hit, saving the Twins nearly 2 million gallons of water each year. Visit Pentair.com twins to learn more about other sustainable water solutions. Pentair, the official sustainable water provider of the Minnesota Twins. Mayo Clinic Sports Medicine is now located in downtown Minneapolis at Mayo Clinic Square, offering comprehensive sports medicine services for all ages and athletic abilities. Visit sportsmedicine.mayoclinic.org for more information or to schedule an appointment. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. 
Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Connell Diamond in St. Louis Park. You're listening to Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the Paul Molitor Show on the uh, eve of the Twins opener with the Orioles tomorrow. That big orange carpet will come rolling out from center field at Camden Yards. Twins trying to snap a uh, seven-year uh, losing streak on opening day. Irvin Santana with his first opening day start. And that's as good a place to start as any, Paul. I know you guys put a lot of thought into it. You didn't want to get out too early with naming an opening day starter. Everybody's going to pitch at some point in time. But how did you land on Irvin for the uh, the day one nod? Well, you know, we, uh, you and I conversed uh, uh, this winter, of course, and then prior to spring training, and, and he needs at least uh, in pencil to kind of set up our pitching uh, pointing towards opening day. And we talked about the potential of Irvin being that guy. Um, it worked out where, you know, we had a really healthy spring from pitchers to position players. And uh, the longer the camp went, the more it seemed like our original conversation seemed like the way to go, especially with the top three. And uh, we went ahead and uh, we, we were patient, but we decided that he was uh, our, our best guy going forward to go ahead and get that knot. Paul, uh, let's talk about the bullpen a little bit. You've got a few new names out there, a few guys back, Presley in particular, who was not healthy last year, but back uh, in the bullpen for you. Uh, you've kind of given the nod back to Glenn Perkins as your closure instead of Kevin Jepson. To talk a little bit about that thought process. Well, the bullpen has, you know, changed uh, at least a little bit. We had a few spots that we needed to fill, and uh, I'm really happy for, for Ryan. He went through a, a tough injury last year with that tear in the back of his shoulder, and, uh, you know, he worked hard, and, and we all know that he was I guess you could say coming into his own own before that injury occurred, um, kind of up and down for a few years, but he's throwing the ball really well this spring. Um, Fernando about it came over and um, he, he won a job by his experience and his consistency uh, gets lefties and righties out. And then Michael Tonkin, who has also been up and down quite a bit, we're going to try to settle him into a little bit of a longer role, but you know, Glenn, uh, He's, he's been an all-star here a few years running, and uh, he's got the experience. And I just thought that it was best for our team to give him a chance to be back in that role. I thought it made the most sense. It kind of gives us some strength leading into the ninth inning with guys like Kevin and uh, Trevor May and Casey Fiend. So, you know, we have a nice mix. Uh, not a lot of left-handed help, but I'm okay with that. If you can get guys out, you can get guys out, and we'll see how it unfolds uh, once we get a chance to start the games. The phone number here on the Paul Molitor Show is 877-38-TWINS. Kelly from White Bear Lake is dialed in. Kelly, have you got a question for Paul? I do. Uh, Paul, looking back now, we're done with spring training. We've had the offseason. Which aspects of our game do you think that we have improved on significantly from last year? And are there any areas where you think we maybe had some regression? Well, I, I think that's a fair question. Um you know, there's always question marks when the season begins in terms of how both your preparation uh, during spring training as well as your experience of the, of the previous year will play into how this uh, season unfolds. Um, I think that we're going to be improved from the fact that guys understand maybe the ups and downs of a long season. I think the experience we gained um, has, a, has a likelihood of being a, very, a big positive for our team. Um, 
I, I like the fact that our, our lineup, I think, is stretched out a little bit with the addition of Park. And uh, um, those are some things that will be positives. I think we have a chance to maybe be a team. We'll strike out some, but I think we have a little more power up and down. And hopefully we'll be able to compete offensively. I, I like the depth of our starting rotation. And um, I think that innings will be something that they'll be able to chew up quite a bit of, which will protect our bullpen. And um, if I think that there's any weaknesses, it, it's going to be the fact that we have people that are still learning the importance of of being putting together good at-bats, particularly with two strikes, trying to find ways to put the ball in play and give ourselves a chance. So we worked hard on slowing down the opposing team's running game. Uh, hopefully some of the things that we tried to implement in spring training will help us give us a better chance of containing some teams that can really run. So there's a lot of things that are gonna, we're going to have to wait to see how it goes, but I, I'm optimistic that we were able to tighten some things up and hopefully we'll be a better club. All right, good question from Kelly in White Bear Lake. If you'd like to join the Paul Molitor Show, it's 877-38-TWINS after the break. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and talk about some of the youngsters who will populate the outfield when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. don't have a field to play baseball on, they'll find somewhere else to play. Help the Twins Community Fund's Fields for Kids program build and restore fields. Learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Stroke is the leading cause of adult disability and the third leading cause of death in the United States. Yet fewer than one in five adults can identify even one stroke symptom. That's why you need to act fast at the first sign of a stroke. Fast. F-A-S-T. It's an easy way to remember strokes warning signs. F stands for face. Ask the person to smile. Does the face seem to droop on one side? A stands for arms. Ask the person to hold both arms out in front of the body. Does one arm seem weaker or unable to move? S stands for speech. Ask the person to speak or repeat a simple sentence. Does he or she have trouble speaking or understanding words? T stands for time. If the person shows even one of these signs, call 911 immediately. A stroke is a brain attack, and every moment is critical. Act fast at the first sign of stroke. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Health and the Minnesota Stroke Partnership. Fox Sports North salutes our nation's heroes with half-price home plate view tickets every Monday through Thursday. Present a valid ID and receive tickets for you and up to three guests. FSN thanks you for your service. We're back with the first edition of the Paul Molitor Show here in 2016. I'm Jack Morris along Chris Atterbury. And Paul, I think the one question that I keep getting asked more and more, so I'm going to just relay the same question to you is, is can Miguel Sano too big to play the outfield? <laughs> well, it's been an ongoing uh, question and theme of the camp. Uh, I, I still think there are a lot of people out there, Jack, who are kind of holding their breath in terms of our decision to give this, uh, give this a try and see how things go. Uh, Miguel's a good athlete. He, he's a big man. It's, it's, 
uh, you know, not a surprise to anyone to, to understand that it's, it's going to be a challenge for him to some degree, not only to play the position, but try to keep him healthy while we can get as many games as possible. Uh, I think it's right for him to try to find a defensive position. And this year, the way our personnel unfolded, it's just kind of one of those things that uh, we had to organize the best way we could, and, and that's where he landed, whether it's going to be a uh, you know, one year, two year, five, you know, who knows how it's going to play out over time. But right now it's, it's how it fits. Uh, he handled it, I think, fairly well, all things considered in camp. I was happy to see he was able to get some experience out there, particularly late in camp with more opportunities, not only in trying to track balls down, but plays where he had to throw to the right base and things like that. Um, there's going to be some mistakes, and, and we're prepared for that. We hope that he learns. Uh, we just want him to be average, and anything above that will be a bonus. Just make the plays, uh, be smart with the baseball, and we'll go from there. He moves He moves well enough. He's going to be okay, and it's nice to have Byron over there in center that can kind of compensate to some degree. <laughs> but it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of an adventure at times, but we're, we're hoping, obviously, that it works out and, uh, you know, it's, it turns out to be a good thing both offensively and defensively for us. Paul, we understand uh, both yours and Terry Ryan's uh, approach to Miguel and the fact that he's so young you don't want to strictly make him a designated hitter at this point. You're bringing Oswaldo Arcia back as your kind of your utility outfielder. I mean, he's going to, other than center field, he's probably going to move around to left and right and give those guys a a day here and there. Uh, Talk a little bit about the spring he had. Well, I think that we're all – uh, pleased that he came in. Uh, he worked hard this winter in terms of getting himself in a little bit better shape. Uh, he'll be the first to tell you that he needed to do to do that first and foremost. I think he was humbled a little bit by not staying with the big league club last year and then not having uh, a very good year in AAA. In fact, you could probably say it was, it was a disappointment in a lot of regards. But he came back a little hungrier, um, and I think we saw signs of some of the things we saw when he was in the big leagues for up and down when he was 21, 22 years old. And, and we know that he's a threat off the bench. Now, if I can find him some at bat in the outfield or maybe a DH appearance here and there, a pinch hitting appearance, that's kind of his role uh, as far as our club going forward. Danny Santana, who had a great camp, played six positions, um, adjusted well to not only getting back in the center field a bit, but also the corner. So he's another option for me. Um, you know, you only have four guys on the bench these days as opposed to years back when, you know, the pitching staff wasn't as large and you had more flexibility. So we'll try to use those guys wisely, try to keep everybody involved with the team and the games the best we can, and hopefully they'll get a chance to contribute. Yeah, Paul, you mentioned Danny, and he did have an outstanding camp uh, defensively, offensively, running the bases, being very aggressive. And that leads to, to one of the myriad of decisions that managers and coaching staffs are faced with on a nightly basis hypothetically get into a situation where it's a tight ball game you're holding a a slim lead late in the game often in the modern game you see defense for offense replacement but yet with a guy like Miguel Sano in the outfield with that bat do you want to risk taking him out of a game that's a scenario that's going to come up at some point in time is that something that uh, you and your staff have discussed we have discussed I mean you try to uh, with, with your meetings with your coaches uh go through as many scenarios as you can think of of how games might unfold and how you're going to give yourself a best chance to win. You know, when, when Miguel potentially has an at-bat in the eighth or ninth inning, it's tough to take him out even with a one-run lead. But there are, I think, going to be times when I'm going to trust my pitchers that I have 
to come in to get those last three or six outs, that defense is going to be a priority. So I, I wanted to give Danny every opportunity to show me that he could be a guy I could trust in those situations, and I think he has done that. So depending on where, where we're at in the lineup and some of those things, the freshness of my bullpen, um, we'll all come into those decisions as, as far as defensive replacements late. Good stuff from Paul Molitor. The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. We'll come back for our final segment and talk about the Orioles and opening day baseball, batting order, and all sorts of other uh, tidbits. That's coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Hi, folks. Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Connell Diamond in St. Louis Park. It's time to meet another Coops family of mustards all-star. Today we say hello to Coops Arizona Heat, Mr. Heat. Call me Arizona, partner. Oh, right, Arizona Heat. How do you explain your tremendous performance this season? It's simple, really. I start sweet, and I get stronger as the game goes on. And I have a Southwest kick that makes you say, yee-haw! Be listening all season to catch your favorite Coops all-stars, or better yet, head to your local grocer and pick them up for yourself. That's Coops with a K. This is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, on behalf of Minnesota Eye Consultants. Minnesota Eye is the preferred ophthalmology group of the Minnesota Twins and is a generous supporter of the Minnesota Twins Community Fund. I had my corrective eye surgery at Minnesota Eye, as have several of our players and support staff. If you have special eye care needs or wish to learn more about vision correction without glasses or contacts, contact Minnesota Eye Consultants. Go to MNEYE.com. For your eyes, do what the Twins do and see Minnesota Eye. A fun-filled Caribbean getaway is now closer than you think when you escape to Treasure Island Resort Casino. Splish and splash your way to exciting family fun at the island's new water park, the Lagoon. Or treat yourself to a little pampering at Wave Spa, our all-new full-service salon and spa. Hotel packages are available, or just come down and play for the day. Discover your paradise at TICasino.com. It's island time. Treasure Island Resort and Casino. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Traditional glass bottles and six packs or by the case, or the go anywhere, chill instantly, non-breakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun and create a legendary memory today. Minnesota made Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get together. Killebrew, it's how memories are created and legends are made. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created, legends are made. Paul Molitor is our guest. Chris Atterbury, Jack Morris here in studio. Paul, of course, in Baltimore. Twins open with Buck Showalter's Orioles tomorrow. Now, Paul, if you are to read the literature in and around the Twin Cities, uh, watch on television, you would think that maybe your club doesn't have a single player who's not a rookie or a second-year guy because a lot's being made of Miguel and Byron, Byung-Ho Park. you got some veterans in your lineup as well, guys like Mauer, Dozier, Plouffe will be the core of your offensive club. 
I know you've tinkered with a lot of different lineups. You're open to uh, a lot of different options in that regard. Have you settled on how you're going to get going from day one in terms of a lineup? Well, we have. Uh, you know, we, we did try a few different combinations along the way, and we had to wait on some things, uh, uh, questions such as whether Byron was going to be our opening day center fielder and some of those type of things. I, I like being able to uh, try to get the guys that I think have the best chance, the most at bats, and so I'm going to front load the top with with Brian and Joe and Miguel, and uh, I think Trevor has proven to me that with the way we're made up right now that he can handle that fourth spot. Um, Young Ho, you know, he had a probably better than anybody expected type of spring as far as his transition. We'll see how he responds to the day-to-day quality of pitching up here once the season begins, but I'm going to try to protect him and get him down six hole. Um, you know, Rosie can, Rosie will be hitting fifth against right-handed pitching. I can tinker a little bit with lefties. Uh, I get Danny Santana in the lineup, and I can kind of change things, maybe get Joe in the three-hole and put Danny up here in the two-hole. But um, I think for the most part, at least here early, we'll, we'll see uh, a start of the lineup with, with Brian and Joe and Miguel and then Trevor, Rosie, uh, Park, Esco, uh, catcher, whoever that would be on a given day, and then Byron will stay down at the bottom for now. Paul, uh, I don't know as though you really had a whole lot of report on the defensibility of Byung-Ho Park, but from what I saw in spring training, he looked like he could play first base uh, really above average. He did a great job over there. Does that give you the flexibility to maybe have him play first periodically and switch Joe over to the DH role? It does, Jack. You know, I think we found out right away. First of all, we have reports that he was, uh, you know, above average first baseman. His his hands showed up right away as far as catching the baseball on the ground, taking throws. The one thing we had to do was kind of, you know, make sure that he uh, understood the nuances of the position in terms of some of the plays that need to be made as well as how we run our defenses and bunt situations and relays and those type of things. Tom Kelly had his hand on him the majority of the spring, which is a good thing for us. Um, it was a way for him to kind of take his defensive game uh, to the next level. But I do have confidence in playing him, and if it gives me some flexibility on a given day, whether Joe needs a day, and I can DH someone else or give Joe a chance to DH and put him out there at first, uh, those are things that hopefully will help us keep people fresh throughout the course of the season. Well, this has certainly been uh, a great start to the Paul Mahler Show this year. And, Paul, as always, we get a chance to chat with you the day before the opener. Enjoy your opener. Uh, You only get one every single year, and they're all special tomorrow against Buck and the Orioles. And uh, the nice thing is when we talk next week, uh, instead of speculation and wondering, we get to actually talk about things that have actually happened. So that'll be a nice change, too. That'll be that'll be good, Chris. And I want to thank you for reminding me earlier in the show about our losing streak on opening day. That was that was good. So, <laughs> you can change that. That's, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get off to a good start uh, starting with tomorrow. All right, going to be a whole lot of fun, Paul. We look forward to it. Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks, Paul. All right, that's Paul Molitor. This is the Paul Molitor Show. Quickly, Jack, we got about, oh, I don't know, about a, uh, 30 seconds to go here. Better division, year two with Paul Molitor, a lot of young faces, some old faces too. What are you most excited about this week? Well, I'm optimistic the Twins are going to do very well this year. The question is, what? It, how many wins are they going to need to win their division or at least get to the wild card, which I think today is what some of the goals are for some teams. I, I personally like thinking about the World Series. Nothing wrong with that. We'll think about opening day tomorrow. This is the Paul Molitor Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball.
You have been listening to The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Rupier, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.